morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Jen and Mary. And yes, Mary, good morning. <laughs> We're coming to you from the Bella Vita room at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. And I know we're going to have people signing on here in a moment, so we want you to click on there. Let us know your name and where you're watching from. Uh, we're just so happy to be here today. Today is October 15th, is that it? Yes, it is. <laughs> October the mid-month. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's hard we're to believe it. the month. <laughs> hard to believe it. Yes. And... Um, Mary and I were just talking for a minute about just the way things are going in this fall season with uh, maybe some new COVID cases, but not quite as intense. Mm -hmm. And yet people's anxiety seems to have lowered mm -hmm. and they're kind of getting used to the protocols yes. and what we need to do. And uh, we had an awesome two service experience on, on Sunday. Yes. Mary, what did you observe on Sunday? What was something that you just made you smile on Sunday? <laughs> oh, uh, Sunday was great. Uh, you know, uh, the coordination was great also. Uh, you know, we had quite a number of people at the first service, uh, which started at 10. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in fact, and then uh, after that, the service, there was also, you know, uh, the second service, people were already flowing even before we, we, <laughs> we finished the, the first service. And the attendance was great. Mm. And people, in fact, beside that, it was raining into the day one. Yes. Raining. But the beauty also is that uh, we also had the children. Yes. The children yes. The, <laughs> we in, have the kids back in yeah, church. Back in church. And they were great. In fact, uh, I noticed uh, one of our little children, um, uh, Beta, you know, she was so excited for uh, what they did in yes. class that day. And <laughs> she, she could not us. wait to <laughs> lash and show our senior person and uh, to explain to them, you yeah. know, so, so yeah. it was exciting even to observe yeah. that. Awesome. I love it. But shouldn't we be like this too? Good morning, everybody. I'm happy to see you. Um, when we come out of God's house and we've learned something. So the kids are running to say, here's the story we told my little granddaughters at their church. They ran out to say, I have to quote the scripture to you. I learned the scripture. What do you do after church on Sunday? Do you run out to somebody and say, guess what I learned today? Uh, I mean, I know we use social media. Pastor Rick is talking to us about communicating with God, not through social media, but personally and one-on-one. -on -one. But um, I've been in a couple different Zoom meetings this week, and we've reflected on, wow, what was the takeaway? What was that one thing that God really spoke to me or showed me that day? And uh, hi, Barb Jurgenti. Uh, happy to see you. Good morning, Esther. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're happy to see you yes. guys. Good morning, Barbara. <laughs> I can't. I wish that Barbara and Mary could yeah. meet in person one day. We will. We will. By God's grace. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Barb's daughter was in our youth group when she was a young teenager. Now she's a mother of three Barb or four. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Brianna. Oh, We're praying nice for Michaela today. Yes, yes. Healing God in the name of control. Jesus. Yes. So let's just start um, our Thursday Connect with prayer. Boyana has written to us to let us know that her son, Michaeli, needs a healing and he's going to have to have some 
sinuses tested and things. So will you just agree with me if you're on the chat for God to touch Michaeli? Spelled kind of like Michelle for some, but so Father, we just thank you yes. for this time we have together. We thank you for the study of the word of Isaiah yes. to be comforted, mm -hmm. to be comforted in the unknown times, to be comforted in uh, times of sickness yes. or times of uncertainty in our jobs or our families. Yes. But Lord, we can be comforted in the promises that we know you are going to fulfill. Yes, Lord. We agree with Boriana that Michaela is healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that all of his tests will come back negative that need to be negative and yes. normal that need to be normal yes. and that he can return to school and all of those things. We thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you for Mary. Yes. I thank you for the way the Lord has even shown her how we look at breakdown chapter four. And so today, God, as we study your word, mm. we want to be strong in our knowledge of the Bible yes. and we want to be strong in our faith. And so, Lord, we thank you that you're going to help us do that in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to give uh, a quick overview for some of you that might join in that this is your first time to show you that we are still doing this book, Be Comforted. Mary's got her book too. And um, we're going to be on chapter four today, which is on page 55, if you're looking on that. But these are a couple things that we have seen. Um, there are two major themes that run through the book of Isaiah trust in the Holy One of Israel and the Messiah to come and the glory of his age. I love one of the things Mary has pointed out to us about the Bible yes. parallel. Yes. Tell us about yes. Isaiah and the Bible. Okay, uh, what there is is that Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, interestingly, is uh, a mini Bible. <laughs> okay, just to say. Why do I say this? Because uh, it has 66 chapters. And I'm sure most of you know uh, that the Bible itself has 66 books. Mm -hmm. It has the Old Testament, have uh, 39, whereas the uh, New Testament has 27. <laughs> yes. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So exactly the same kind of uh, segment, segmentation is with the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. It has 66 chapters. Uh, the first uh, uh, 39 chapters, they talk about judgment mm -hmm. and the, the, the rest of the chapters, at least uh, chapter, chapter 66, they talk, they have a message of hope. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. And so, the Messiah, which is what the New Testament is all about. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Awesome. So, so isn't that cool? Okay. <laughs> it just shows you how the Bible is true. Like yes. the Old Testament was written at one time, yes. even before the New Testament was written. And then the New Testament's written. And we can look back at Isaiah and say we had 39 and 27, and that makes 66. And it's just a revelation of this book from God, from heaven, writing to us. So when will these things happen? In the last days, it talks a lot about that. And even in chapter two, it began. Um, and then it also talks about in Acts, with the coming of Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What will happen in those days? The mountain of the Lord's house will be established on top of the mountains. All the nations will flow to it and learn the ways of the Lord. And out of Zion will go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Here's some other things that I think make it very relevant to study the book of Isaiah right now. What was the moral condition of the people in Isaiah's day? 
they were infatuated with pagan customs and people. Don't we have infatuations in our world with the wrong kind of people and the wrong things? They were filled with symbols of wealth and power and the land was filled with idols that they bowed down to. And so Isaiah was a prophet that was coming to say, you've got to repent from these things that are not of God. Don't go to the mediums. Don't go to someone who's trying to raise up the dead and speak to the dead. We speak to a living God, the Holy One of Israel. And, um, but then, because it is a prediction and a promise, he says, well, what, what is it said concerning the righteous that is comforting? In 3.10, it says, it shall be well with them and they will eat of the fruit of their doings. Wow. And what is promise for the remnant? In chapter four, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful. The fruit of the earth will be excellent and appealing. They will be called holy. Above every dwelling place, a cloud of smoke by day and fire by night. The tabernacle for shade and a shelter from the storm. Aren't all of these things what we need? The branch of the Lord, the tabernacle, the glory of God. So, so powerful. And then... Um, in summary, what was the reason for the judgment? Well, it was because they rejected the law of God. And so while we want to talk about all the good stuff and the praises and the promises, yes. we can't leave out the consequence of sin. No, no. And Mary, what does understanding the consequence of sin, how does that give us any hope <laughs> when you think about it? Yeah, uh, when we it, it, it when we think about the consequences of of sin, um, the the hope that comes is that that you know Jesus has promised that as long as you know uh, we repent, mm -hmm. you know we humble ourselves, we repent, and get back to God, yes. He's able to you know to um, like to put that away. You know, and you know, uh, give us His righteousness. Yeah. So there is hope because God is saying, "Come, let's be so uh, let's be so it out together." Yes. Yeah. If you repent, I'm ready to yeah to uh, to forgive you. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I just had this example come to my mind. Um, good morning, everyone. We're happy to see you joining. Hi, Mary Mitri. Yay! Yes, you made it. Hi, Mary. See you. Bye. Um. I was, you know, if we're, if Isaiah talks about sin and judgment, and then he talks about the promise and the Messiah, but why is that hopeful? Because we know God redeems. Think about like, I don't know, maybe not everybody's like me, but in your, when your house is dirty and you can, you have time to clean it, you actually get to address the areas that have dirt mm -hmm. and you clean it and you sanitize it and, and you open the windows and you get the fresh air in yes. It feels so good. It feels like, ah, oh, everything's in order now. Um, everything is nice and clean. That's what it feels like when we've, um, I know for me, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in a time when I may have spoken something I shouldn't have spoken or even doubted God when I shouldn't have doubted, and I come to God and I repent, and I say, clean out those cobwebs of my heart and my mind, purify my thoughts and I feel that the sun just got bright. I feel yeah. that glory of the Lord is giving me hope yes. that I'm not, he's not pushing us aside because we make mistakes. Yeah. He's not saying, oh, I'm pointing out your sin because you're bad. 
He's saying, I'm pointing out your sin because it's bad for you. And I have a better way. Okay, so I'm not pointing out your sin because you're bad. I'm pointing out your sin because sin is bad for us. Yes. And he wants us to turn from that because there's a better way to live our life. And maybe, uh, if I would just, you know, like, uh, add on to that, we need to be reminded he's our Abba Father. Yes. So he has that love, you know, which is just so extreme mm -hmm. and you know, when he sees that we are going in the long direction, you know, which is led by this, by sin, he grieves. Yes. 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 So just like any other parent or any other, you know, relative, because mm -hmm. we, we may not all of us be parents, yes. but you are concerned, you know, when you see somebody strain or somebody, you know, going to the long direction. Right. Yeah. If you love those people or if you have concern for those people, then you will, you know, yes. in fact, the Bible tells us it's, it's that it's the sin that, you know, does keep us away from, from right. our Father. Right. Yes, Absolutely. or from his blessings. Awesome. Yes. So, um, just a couple quick other questions and review. And, um, yes, you need yes to. thank you. Yes. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Who was the king of Judah at the time? It was Ahaz. Mm -hmm. Was he good or evil? He was evil. Yes. He was a wicked king. What was it that Isaiah told to tell the house of David about these kings? Don't fear, their plans will fail. In other words, God's going to be in charge ultimately. So for those of us who see the world and we say, oh, it's terrible, we need to remember that blessed hope that Jesus came to redeem. And I think sometimes even when there's turmoil in the world, it's a reminder that my trust is not in the world. No. My trust is in God above. Yeah. And he's never going to let me down. Mm -hmm. And he's never going to get defeated. And so I can have that blessed hope. What sign did the Lord give to the house of Israel? The virgin will conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God, God with us. us. Amen. Yes. And so... I think it's very important for people who want to learn about the Bible to see that here in the Old Testament, before Jesus ever came to this earth, Isaiah was prophesying, there is coming one from heaven, a Messiah, who will redeem us and will be God with us. Um, and it was predicted and fulfilled, and we saw that in the New Testament. What would be the nature of... Um, of the government. Well, first, what would the Son of God be called? In 9.6, in it says, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And what would the nature of his government be? Peace. Peace, <laughs> Peace and justice at, without end. And why would judgment come upon Israel or the Northern Kingdom? Because of their arrogance and refusing to turn to the Lord. You Peace. know, um, we can't deny that the scripture is true. I believe the Bible, don't you? It's true from Genesis uh, to, to Revelation, Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. And that's why we've been seeing also what was there in the beginning, it's fulfilled yes. in, the, in the day in the uh, New Testament. Amen. Yes. And so um, today, as we go into chapter four, it's a little bit of a heavy chapter, but I want you to remember the prediction and the promise that there's judgment and there's redemption, that there's identifying these things that get our eyes in the wrong place. 
But when we get our eyes back on God, we're doing the right thing. Hi, Tansha. Magnifique. From Juba. We welcome you. Hi, Magnifique. Thanks for being with us today. Awesome. Okay, you get to be a part of our chat too. So up to now, as you think about Isaiah, as you think about the Old Testament, I want you to type in the chat, what does the blessed hope mean to you? What does the hope of Emmanuel mean to you? Okay, that's your question in the chat. What does the hope of Emmanuel mean to you? Because we're going to reflect back on that as we look at some of these challenging things in Isaiah 13 through 23 in chapter 4. Um, so I'm going to highlight something, then Mary's going to break it down for you. What does the blessed hope of Emmanuel mean to you? You write it in the chat for us so we can see it. We're apart. Mary Mitri, write us something. What does knowing Jesus mean to you? How does it help you? Here is what we're going to learn, that God musters his army. Relationship. Yes. Amen. yes. <laughs> that's a great word. Yes, yes, Barb, that's awesome. God musters his army. God punishes his enemy. And God delivers his people. Amen. And God announces the victory. Yes, Mary Mitri. God announces the victory. So Mary, why don't you start us off with chapter four, just kind of give us some concepts about this part here. What did Jesus say about those burdens? And um, uh, you know what, let me read yes, before we do that. Reading, yeah. yeah, because we love to do that in our exactly, Bible study yeah. normally. So we're on page 55. Whether you like it or not, history is on our side. We will bury you. The premier of the Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev, made that statement to a group of Western diplomats on November 18, 1956. But Khrushchev is dead, and the Soviet Union no longer exists, and Khrushchev's boastful prophecy was not fulfilled. I can tell you that, in fact, I got to go into Russia right after the walls came down. And I was there witnessing Christians coming out of the shadows for the very first time. It was amazing. So is there a pattern to history? Is anyone in charge? The British historian Edward Gibbon called history a little more than a register of crimes, follies, and misfortunes. But the American missionary leader, Arthur Pearson, said, history is his story. Write that in the chat. History, history is, is his story. story. Wow. I want to think about history as his story. As yes. I look at Bible history, I see God's God story. story. Yes. As I look at my history, I see God's story. story. As I look at yes. Mary's history and God miraculously healed her son, yes. we see his story. story. Yes. Amen. Yes. So the prophet Isaiah would stand with Pearson for these 11 chapters are certainly evidence that God is at work in the nations of the world. World leaders need to learn that lesson that Nebuchadnezzar learned the hard way. The most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he pleases. Paul made the same declaration to the Greek philosophers in Athens. God determined the time set for the nations and the exact places where they should live. Indeed, history is his story. Isaiah called these prophetic declarations burdens. The Hebrew word means to lift up. 
the prophet was carrying a heavy weight because of the solemn nature of his message. He was announcing judgment. No wonder he felt burdened. And before Mary goes, I want to give you this one word, strength. When we have a burden, when we have a battle, we need strength. Yes. And this is something I gained from my conference last night. Strength. You know what strength means? The capacity to bear uh, much pressure or force. The capacity to endure much pressure or force. What is strength? The capacity to bear much pressure or force. And my friend, Pastor Brandy from Spain, said she was watching a story about a tornado, a wind, you know, that whipped through a neighborhood. And all of these houses were knocked down, destroyed, except one house. One house withstood that pressure. One house had something in it that gave it the capacity to withstand the wind, to withstand the storm, and came out of that tornado completely undamaged. So today, as we look at burdens, I want you to remember the strength it's that God gives you. To bear much pleasure and... Yes, and to come out undamaged. Amen. To bear much pressure or force and come out undamaged. Wow, wow. What a great thing to take away. <laughs> yes. So talk about what Jesus says about burdens in chapter 4, or Isaiah, and then... Okay, mm -hmm. so um, let's so today let's look at uh, uh, the burdens, or the burdens that Isaiah had, or the burden that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah had in, in chapter 4. And this, uh, we have the lifeless of, uh, the chapter uh, book of Isaiah from chapter 13 all the way to 23 so that we are able to uh, afterwards lead through the, the chapters to, to get uh, the whole you know uh, topic so um, as we are preparing for the notes uh, it's good to to sort of familiarize with the with the word or with the noun that that is there so uh, uh, we we looked at the meaning of of the burden, and from the dictionary point of view, it says that it's a load, it's a load mm -hmm. or a weight, mm -hmm. a charge, you know, and that charge, I mean, it's typically a heavy load. Mm -hmm. uh, the the other explanation is that it's like the main theme of a of a speech or gist or, or substance. Mm -hmm. However, biblically, uh, biblically uh, what burdens means trials, temptations, testing, and sins, sins and also uh, failures. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us also uh, that, you know, every person should take their own, uh, will be responsible of their own burdens. Mm -hmm. That is in Galatians. Mm -hmm. It also uh, it talks about you know bearing burden for one another. Yes. Yeah. So uh, well, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but here, if we talk about or talk, um, if we talk about bearing burden for another, maybe we can you know uh, identify with the prophet now yes. because he's bearing the burdens 
for the for the people for, of Judah, for uh, the people of his nation. Let's not forget, you know, that uh, Isaiah was a prophet who was very patriotic to his nation and loved it. Yes. We need to always remember so, and he was ready to give the message of, you know, uh, hope yes. or to bring the light of God to the people. I have to give you an example because I know we have some people watching in the U.S. and some people here. Isaiah loved his nation, and he 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 was not saying anything out of hatred for his nation or resentment for his nation. He loved them, but he was bearing a burden because some of what he had to say was not popular. And certainly in America, Christians, as they stand up, and I'm sure in Kenya as well, here in Italy, when you stand up for God's principles and God's values, it's not always easy. It's not always popular. Even among family members, it might be a burden. Exactly. And so when we look at Isaiah and we see that he was carrying this heavy weight, like Mary said, it's so important to remember that it wasn't because he was angry or mad at those people. He loved them. And he wanted them to know that that blessed hope and that freedom. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we 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 look at Isaiah's. Okay. Now we've seen the dictionary meaning. We have also seen you know the the biblical meaning. But Isaiah had his own uh, own kind of meaning. You know, review <laughs> uh, uh, and mm -hmm. Isaiah definition of of burdens was prophetic declaration. Mm. Uh, uh, this is, you know, from the book. Yes. You know, an extract as the book is, an extract from the book. Yes. So um, I want us, we put a note here that a burden is like a responsibility with a lot of difficulty. Pastor Jane has <laughs> just explained that, uh, that, uh, you know, Isaiah had, you know, a message, a message of judgment. It was not a very, you know, um, inviting uh, message, you know, because he had to talk about judgment to rebellious uh, God's message, not his own message. Mm -hmm. Remember, he was a mouthpiece of God, mm -hmm. and he had a message from God that he was supposed to deliver to God's children who are rebellious. Mm -hmm. And so he had he had been charged. That's why we mentioned about you know a charge. He had been charged by God to deliver that message to the to the people. So, uh, the prophetic declarations, these prophetic de declarations, we can read them from the chapters, uh, Isaiah chapter 13, mm -hmm. and, uh, through 23, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, there are several, mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, I don't know if we... No, you can just go ahead. to read, but mm -hmm. please, maybe, just to, to get the, you know, the base of that, uh, read chapter Isaiah chapter 13 mm -hmm. all the way to 23. Mm -hmm. So uh, another, the Hebrew uh, the Hebrew uh, word means of uh, word burden means uh, to lift up, okay, uh, and you know, to lift up or uh, to lift, to lift up that heavy load. So we have just heard that Isaiah was carrying a heavy weight uh, due to the nature of his prophetic. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, message. So, and that we see in Jeremiah 23 and first uh, 33. And the message was uh, when God, um, I don't know whether maybe we can just read yes, that. Uh, yeah, we can just read that. Okay. Um, please, Pastor Jim. Yep. 
Jeremiah 23. Okay, if you have your Bibles with you there. <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah 23 and verse 33. When these people or a prophet or a priest ask you, what is the oracle of the Lord? Say to them, what oracle? I will forsake you, declares the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is. And Mary always goes to the verse before. In yes. verse 30, it says, therefore, the Lord says, I am against the prophets who steal from one another's words, supposedly from me. And we've talked about um, when we did the intro that a prophet of God is one who speaks the, the truth, truth and, and it's revealed. revealed. And, and God is saying, be, yeah. there, there's people who are going to copy words and say things, but they're not speaking for me. That's what God was saying. The prophets mm -hmm. of doom. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so we have, we have so this is exactly what um, God had told, uh, had told Isaiah in Jeremiah uh, 23 and verse 3. The message theme was destruction of the city, of the cities and the slaughter of thousands of people. Mm. Well, I don't know about you, but if somebody sent me with such a message, you know, that go tell so and so, or go deliver this message that uh, there's going to be destruction all there'll be is going to be bloodshed. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether mm -hmm. you'll be able to be, you know, what words you use, whether you use those words or you will try to coat it, you know, put some sugar on it <laughs> so that it doesn't sound that, you know, mm -hmm. that difficult. Well, for Isaiah, as he was a, a messenger for God, he had just to deliver that, and with that, you know, came the burden. That's why we see that he was really burdened because, uh, you know, with his background of, you know, uh, uh, being patriotic, being a, a, a very uh, concerned uh, prophet, and I think he was full of, he was so compassionate. We saw how he tried to, you know, to use metaverse, and, mm -hmm. you know, he was poetic trying to use every means to communicate to his people, including, you know, you know, singing and all that, to make sure that he delivers the message, or he puts across a message that God was really asking the people to, you know, to repent or to stop being rebellious to him. So that was, uh, you know, uh, the thing that uh, was, keep, was making him get bad. However, we thank God, you know, as we look at it today, yeah, we, we thank God that he sent his uh, son Jesus to deliver us our burdens. Yes. Yes. He, you know, we have seen that, you know, the theme of the Bible from the beginning to the end, God had a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, as he created, he uh, created us, he created us with a purpose. And so uh, his purpose was to always have a relationship with, with him, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, he already had a plan when things went, uh, you know, wrong through the Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. and so um, he was ready to send to reconcile his people. He had to send Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and so Jesus had to go on the cross and, you know, to bear all our burdens. Thanks God. Amen. 
I want to read in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 6 through 8. Isaiah 13, yes. 6 through 8. says, wait for the day of the Lord is near. This is Isaiah talking, but God talking through him. Wait for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Because of this, hands will go limp and every man's heart will melt. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. They will look aghast at each other, their faces aflame. See the day of the Lord is coming. Now, if I didn't know better, I even wrote it in my Bible, COVID-19 2020. <laughs> Because the, if the day of, it feels like the day of the Lord and people's hearts are melting and their terror is seizing them and pain and anguish grips us sometimes. Mm -hmm. But because the Bible is true seamlessly from each book, Habakkuk, jump over to Habakkuk chapter three, verse 16, Habakkuk also a prophet of God. So we have Isaiah saying, get ready, there's a burden, but there's also going to be a blessing that's coming. Mm -hmm. And Habakkuk then says in 316 uh, through 18, I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound, decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled, yet, I want you to type yet yes. in that word, in that chat, yet. Because Isaiah is telling us about these burdens, but yet the Messiah is coming. Here, Habakkuk is saying, again, men's hearts were melting. My legs were quivering. There was decay in my bones. Yet, I will wait patiently for the day of calamity. Not I, not I will wait patiently for the blessing. I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, and the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, and there's no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls. What does, what does Habakkuk say? Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. As we look at these burdens, Mary, and we look at these countries and these nations and the turmoil that Isaiah was writing about, it's relevant to what we're going through exactly. now. Because we can then look at the promises of Isaiah, which we'll get to, and they're yes. gonna be a lot of fun. Yes. But I want you to keep in mind that God has given us the faith to move these mountains. Yes. As we honor him and we, we obey him and we turn our back from sin and idols and trusting in man and things that we should only be trusting in God about. It's not to mean we don't do our civic duties and, and vote when we can and speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. But ultimately, God is in control of my life and my steps and your life and your step. Yet, Habakkuk 3, 16 through 18. So we remember that these burdens are going to be broken with the blessing. Exactly. Exactly. Let's yet I will. Yet. Yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was great. Thank you, Pastor. Mm -hmm. um, so we go to, you know, what did Jesus, we just had that, okay, these uh, burdens will be broken. Okay. There is hope. Mm -hmm. So let's see what happens uh, or who brings that hope. Mm -hmm. uh, hope comes through Jesus Christ. 
what did Jesus say about our burdens? We read, let's read uh, Matthew uh, 11, 11, 28 to 13. He said, come, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and run from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. <laughs> so are you burdened today? Do you have this? Uh, Jesus is saying, let's have a divine exchange. Yes. Okay, take his yoke, learn from him, and you'll find rest. Mm -hmm. Give him your burden. He's in control. He's able to uh, to take care of your burdens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you entrust him with them. So, uh, okay, so in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah was burdened, a burdened prophet. He was charged with hard message of judgment. We have heard that. Uh, and destruction. And this was not only revealed to Judah, but it was also to, uh, revealed to uh, the 10 Gentile nations. The ten gent not only uh, you know the the message was not only directed to Judah, right, but also to the Gentiles. Yeah, Judah was they were the Jews, mm -hmm. okay. Remember, so even today we have the Jews who are the you know uh, the believers, yeah, like the Jews. Well, the non-believers are the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. However, God is telling us, you know, go all to the whole world, yes, and give the message of hope. Yes. to all yes. and until all have heard the message mm -hmm. only then he's ready to come back mm -hmm. so uh, uh, as it was then okay mm -hmm. so is it now what do you mean by then then is history okay uh, what happened that time and this was his story God's story and God's word uh, in the Bible has history books section, okay? Mm -hmm. Remember, initially we talked about uh, the book of Isaiah, mm -hmm. which has uh, 66. However, we have the main Bible, which has uh, 66 books. And among those books, there is the uh, history books. Yes. Uh, and these books start from uh, the book of Joshua all the way through to uh, the book of Esther. Mm -hmm. If you look at them, please take your time and, you know, just look at that, this, that section. And why yeah. it's so important, as I love, Mary has been our one of our Bible teachers for in many areas so long and so wonderfully. When we know the history books, remember his story, story. when we see this thread of creation and the fall of man and redemption mm -hmm. we see it in genesis we see it in the in the history books mm -hmm. we see it in among the prophets as they predict and, mm -hmm. and promises are fulfilled we see it in the new testament through peter's life he failed god god called him and then he denied it and then god redeemed him and so this history and understanding the knowledge of Bible study mm -hmm. is important because if you just say, I believe God because it feels good, mm -hmm. someday you may not feel very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to know why you believe the Bible because it's clear that it is God's story, history, his story from Genesis to Revelation, like Mary said. And these history books begin to speak to us as well about God's work among the people of the land yes actually it, it also helps us you know 
it's, they work uh, like an encouragement because uh, like most of the time uh, we are human and then uh, <laughs> the people, the heroes of the Bible, they were human like us, they were faced with situations. And so as we read their stories, yes. you know, and you see how God used them in one way or another, this helps us also to be able to, you know, uh, to, to trust God mm -hmm. or even to step up, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, embrace what God is asking us, you know, to do. And even like when we, we sort, like we say, when we, we sin or when we are get out of, uh, of, of his way, then we are able to, we are reminded that, okay, God is still ready, you know, to forgive us and also to, uh, to bring us back to the place of origin. Amen. So Amen. let's, mm -hmm. I want us to jump over to the next yes. page for a minute, mm -hmm. if you would, because yes. this is so good. What mm -hmm. Mary has kind of outlined for us about um, what happens with Babylon, the reminder of the Holy One of Israel, and uh, just this, this passage right up here, Mary. Um, and just remember, you know, we, we know yet, Hi, Helen. Yay, I'm glad to see you. And Nana, I want you to embrace the yet. Okay, you wrote yet. We love to have interaction. I want you to write embrace the yet. Because if strength is the capacity to withstand great force and pressure, and we're studying the history and the prophecy of the Old Testament and Isaiah, then we can embrace that this is what it is, but yet there is a Messiah coming. There is a promise coming. There is a Holy One of Israel. And I want Mary to address that as, as God put it on her heart. But these were a couple words that were given to me last night. Agility is how to move and change quickly. Isaiah was saying, okay, these things are happening in turmoil in the world. But if you do this, you can change the trajectory. You can change the situation. And so I want you to embrace the yet and say to God, give me the agility to move and change quickly based on what's going on among the nations. Because what is going on among the nations is truly impacting all of us, not just us here in Rome at the International Christian Church with many, many nations in one country can be affected by many countries. We've seen that in Europe. We're seeing that with COVID. And so God give us what Isaiah is saying. I want you to have agility to move and change quickly, obeying God as you do it, even when it's not a popular message. And the second thing is that we have resilience, that we can bounce back quickly. Can you imagine if it was only the, the, these things that we're talking about, it would feel like, how are we going to do that? But it's important to know the history because we see how the ones who were heroes, like you said in the Bible, they were resilient. Even Peter, who denied Christ. He exactly. bounced back exactly. Exactly. into that walk with Christ and had a successful ministry yes. after failure. Yes. So revival. I think this message is, yeah, revival. Yeah. I think this is for someone right now. You may have had a failure. You may feel like you're failing right now. God wants to give you a bounce back. He wants you to embrace the yet and to see through the study of Isaiah, God has a plan even in the midst of a heavy burden. Great. 
So um, among, we just mentioned among the 10 uh, Gentile nations was, the, was Babylon, okay? And Babylon, um, Babylon means gateway to a God. Mm. Now, before even we go further, I just want to remind ourselves that names are important. <laughs> yeah, and the meaning behind names is also important. So, uh, I mean, half meanings. Well, well, a reminder of you know Isaiah and his sons. We just saw in the previous chapters. Yeah. Well, so um, Babylon means a gateway to God, and it sounds it sounds like uh, a Hebrew word Balal, which means confusion. Mm. Well, uh, if we put together gateway to a God and confusion. Well, Babylon. <laughs> Babylon. Yeah. Could it mean that it was a gateway to a god of confusion? Mm. You know, remember these nations had many gods, you know, in, in um, idols. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the kind of, you know, gods we are talking about. So here's a reminder that uh, um, the whole one of Israel, as Isaiah preferred to call him, uh, is not a god of confusion. Mm -hmm. Say not, that again. Yes. <laughs> Please note the whole, the uh, holy one of Israel. Okay, and this is a, the way Isaiah, you know, um, referred God. Is mm -hmm. uh, not a god of confusion. Right. He's a good a god of order. Yes. You know? And uh, we, this, there's evidence that even in his word, in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, for me, I, I find it so great, you know, because I see that, you know, in God, in his creation, you know, he, you know, he's so creative and that, uh, you know, he worked out, you know, it's like a big puzzle. Mm -hmm. And he had every, every, uh, Every piece mm -hmm. he knew where it's supposed to, to be. So he created all. Uh, why, why do we say that God is a God of order? When we look at Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to that 1. Genesis, okay. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to that 1. Mm -hmm. It all talks about creation. Mm -hmm. And he says that he created all, everything in sequence, in six days span, mm -hmm. and set the world in motion. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, looking at what uh, his creation, uh, creation was, he declared that, he, you know, after he did all that, he looked at it that, and he was proud with himself and mm -hmm. said, wow, it looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, as we can see, that is in Genesis uh, first that uh, chapter one, first that one. Mm -hmm. God values order of doing things. Wow, mm -hmm. this was great. You know, <laughs> he values order, mm -hmm. so he's not a disorderly God. Mm -hmm. He's not a confusion, uh, a, a God of confusion. Because mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'll just uh, you know when I had this, I remember one time, um, uh, you know when I heard about this, I had not heard about, you know, that God is not a God. I had not uh, led, that way. no, even led this uh -huh. chapter because it's there. This is not just, a, you know, right. a, a, somebody's word. It's, I mean, it's 
all suggestion. It's God's word yeah. for obedience. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it was a situation whereby, you know, I was talking to somebody, I was here and I was talking to somebody back home regarding something mm-hmm. that he, she was supposed to do. And uh, it took time uh, because you could not be able to connect, you know, and I, you know, at some point I asked, well, I think, uh, I, I, I think I made, uh, I didn't make the light, you know, mm-hmm. approach or, you know, mm-hmm. and I, because nothing seemed, things were not connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the person, uh, the person, and she's a believer, I thank God, uh, you know, she talked to me and she told me, Mary, listen to me. And that time, she, you know, we were on phone. <laughs> Mary, listen to me. Uh, uh, half peace. Mm-hmm. Half peace. God is not a God of confusion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? God is not a God of confusion. And, you know, that set me back. I relaxed and I said, no, you know, mm-hmm. I just, you know, set it, left it. Awesome. And what came out of that, everything, you know, came out so well mm-hmm. that even that it involved also people who, you know, who I thought that would not get involved, got involved. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at that point, I let God, you know, praise, you know, do follow things. Yeah. Or maybe at that point, I was in number five. In, at the point number five, when God still was, you know, a number two, or, you know, of this, yes. and He knew how the order of this gonna mm-hmm. gonna happen. That's yeah? awesome. So I want you to think about that—that that the power of your words. Someone spoke to Mary in a time of turmoil when they could have said, "Oh yeah, that's terrible," and there's so much chaos. And Mary, like, I don't know how you're doing it. Oh my gosh, it's so awful. But instead, they said, "Mary, God is not a God of." Yes. And so Mary has given us 1 Corinthians 14.33, and it says, 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 1 Corinthians uh, 14.33, God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So as we're going through Isaiah, and he's saying, God's going to muster some armies and God's going to punish his enemy. God's also going to deliver his people and he's not confused. God is not confused. I might be confused, but I have strength, the capacity to withstand pressure because my strength comes from God. Um, We have had a wonderful conversation. We've got just a few minutes as we, as we look at some of these um, chat points on page 56 and 57 in chapter four on our book, I would like you to write in the chat, if you were to declare a promise of God over your future, what would you declare today over your future? So for example, and I want you to write it in the chat, what would, hi Danny, what would I declare over my future? Okay, so I know that I'm going to take into consideration that um, my city is under COVID restriction. I can only go to church for an hour at a time. I can't be really close to people. Um, All these different kind of things. I have a lot of things that feel very unusual and very uncomfortable and not the norm as what they should be. But I'm God's child. So what do I declare over my future? 
oh my gosh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to have COVID. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose all my friends. No, I decree and declare the yet. Remember, we talked about the, the yet from Habakkuk 3. So what will you declare over your future? Isaiah was prophesying a prediction and a promise. I predict over my life as I draw closer to God, he will see me through. I'm predicting that. I'm, I'm prophesying that over my life from the scripture, not from my own thoughts. You type it in the chat. If you were to declare a promise, a declaration over your life, what would it be? Mary, what would you declare? I would declare that he will accomplish that which he has started mm -hmm. in me. Amen. 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 Wow. And you can make those declarations over your family, over your children. You know, I, t I pray with people all the time that are praying for a loved one or a friend that doesn't know the Lord or... Um, and I remind them, yeah, you're in the middle of a battle right now. And we identify whatever the doctor's report is or the teacher's report or whatever. But you know what I'm going to declare? I'm going to declare that you're healed, not sick. I'm going to declare that you're smart, not challenged. I'm going to declare that you're valuable, not insignificant. Yes, Barb, health, peace, and God's direction. Mary Mitri, declare order, acceptance of God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. Mary Mitri is our, one of our strong faith warriors yeah. also. Barb has been with us, I think, since March um, on Thursday Connect Online. We're <laughs> yeah, so glad to have you, Barb. You get up early to be with us. Yes, we have Eunicea. Yes. Yes, Eunicea is saying to stay faithful and hopeful in the midst of chaos around me. Great. Yes, yes, very good. Faithful. These are good things to write in your journal or write yes. in your book about what your God is speaking to you. So we're going to we're going to wrap up here in a couple minutes and we have so much to do. We I don't rush and say we have to get through. These are long chapters, mm -hmm. so we're never going to get through one chapter in a week. Mm -hmm. um, but God assembles his army. He mm -hmm. is sovereign and his purpose means that he will give um, those he wants to give responsibility to. Mary has made notes of the prophets, the disciples, the missionaries, each one of us that are called like we're called in Acts. Anybody else who's writing over here, what are you declared to? Um, but I want you to think about the fact, too, that you're not alone. We're online together, and um, there are some who will join us later. So we start with 20 or 30, and then it grows to about 1,000 by the end of the day who have watched with us, who have uh, been encouraged by us. Yes, spiritual prosperity. I love that, Helen. That is awesome that I abound in my spiritual life. Um, but I'm part of an army. Isaiah was saying even to them, look, yeah, the nations of the world are doing the wrong thing, but you can be a part of God's army. I want to be a part of God's army. And that he will punish the enemies. He will punish those who have not done what they need to do for disobedience, rebellion. Even he said for self-exaltation and pride. Um, and he would pour out his wrath. Um, you know, I also feel like right now, maybe you can use this. Thank you, uh, Magnifique. Declare restoration and confidence in God's promise. Yes, we have to have confidence. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you, Esther. I'm glad you said that, Magnifique, about confidence in God's promise. Because I've heard a couple different people who've had a friend or someone say to them, I don't know if I believe God. I don't know if I can 
trust God. But here, if you show them the Bible, show them how there's this thread of God creates, and then man makes a mistake. Sin enters the world and turmoil and sickness and devastation. But God already had a plan and a promise. So that's what Magnifique says, that we're going to have confidence in the promise. Mm -hmm. I don't have confidence in the world. I don't have confidence in, in the turmoil of the world. I have, I do have confidence in my friends of faith. I know that there are friends of faith who are praying for people and spiritual leaders. And I've said it on this group chat before, but I believe God puts people in places of influence. We pray for the nations here. And one time we were praying for an election in another country in Malawi. And it was in turmoil. I want you to know God raised up an assembly of God, general superintendent, who had pastored churches of Pentecostal assemblies of God. God put that man into the presidency of Malawi. Wow. Wow. So don't say God can't raise you up or raise a man or a woman up. Right now there's a judge in America being interviewed, but she's a woman of faith. She's a woman of the word. She's a woman for her family. And regardless of what you think about when and timing and all of that, here's a woman. Remember, Isaiah wasn't popular and he was ridiculed for his faith. We have to recognize that we can have confidence in the promise of God to fulfill what he wants us to fulfill in each of our lives. And then we're going to look at God delivers his people next week. So as we go and anybody else who has that declaration that you're doing, um, you're going to embrace the yet. You're going to declare the promises over God. When we see the history, that's his story. History is his story in your life, in my life, in my life. Yes. So Mary, I want you just to pray for our friends. We've got three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a prayer request that you want us to remember, you can yes. type it in the chat. We'll look over that even when we're finished praying. Yes. We'll look at it later. Others will be joining later. Yes. I want you to know that God is faithful. And so one of the things, Mary, I just feel today that um, I know I need prayer for this. Mm-hmm. I'm transparent in our Thursday group. Uh, is weariness and fatigue, mm-hmm. like feeling tired, feeling mm-hmm. physically tired. And I got to believe I'm not the only person who sometimes feels physically fatigued. So, um, but you know, it's always, sometimes I see how the Lord shows me it's kind of a symbol. I don't feel, honestly, I don't feel spiritually fatigued. I feel like, like uh, Helen said, spiritually prosperous. Um, But it's kind of uh, a parallel that when I'm physically fatigued, I have to rest and rejuvenate my body. When I'm spiritually doing what we're doing through Bible study, we are rejuvenating our spirit so that even in the midst of the world's turmoil, like Isaiah talked about, we will see the deliverance of God. Amen. So Mary, you pray for us today. So um, let let us go before the Lord and um, let's put our burden. In fact, thank God, uh, you know, for today's topic about the burdens. We don't have to carry our burdens. You know, we don't have the capacity. We don't have the energy. But he's saying, you know, uh, bring all your bodies unto me, yeah, and, you know, take my yoke. So that's exactly what we are going to do. We are going to render them unto the uh, feet of Jesus. And in exchange, we are going to get peace. We are going to get strength. We are going to get hope. 
and we are going to get you know a spiritual nourishment amen yes Hallelujah. so uh, Hallelujah. so father in the name of yes, jesus, jesus we are here before you yet again we want yes, to Lord. thank you so much for your word this morning we thank you that the holy spirit has been in our midst thank you, we thank you father for, for speaking to us yes, in, through isaiah and we thank you even for speaking us through your word mm -hmm. uh, from the bible yes Jesus. we are grateful father that you, today you have taught us even to to be confident yes and even to trust in you yes, we Jesus. thank you that father you have reminded to be strong in you yes. because if we put our strength uh, we put our trust in you are going to strengthen us yes yes and Lord, uh, when these storms are we uh, of uh, of the world and chaos and turmoil yes. will be among around us we'll be able to start yes. still on yes Yes. Thank you, Father, this uh, this morning, oh God, we want to bring every prayer that has been mentioned and yes. even that which my Father is in the hearts of the people. Yes. Uh, we want to bring everything unto you, oh God. Thank we thank you, Father, that you do answer you, our prayers, oh God. Thank Father, Jesus. we want just to look up unto you, oh God. Even when our world is break, Father, you reminded us that we look up, uh, up to you, oh God. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we thank you. Thank we thank you, you, Holy Spirit, that you're in intercession with us. Yes, we God. thank you that you are going to interpret every uh, prayer and every need that we have into the language of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that, oh God, you have the answers for us. For the yes, word Jesus. in Isaiah in, uh, 65 tell us that as we are speaking right now, as we are speaking to the Lord, as we are laying all our burdens unto mm -hmm. the Lord, He's already responding to this. Yes, so ours is to believe. So I pray that you will be able to uh, to receive, to believe that, oh God, that which you have been praying or that which you are yes. uh, talking to God in, in, in concerning your life, thank concerning you, the life of loved ones, yes. it's already taking place yes, in the amen. spiritual realm in amen. the name of Jesus. Thank you, We Lord. bless you, we glorify you for even Jesus Christ himself is yes. advocating on our behalf. Yes, it's, we thank you and bless you, Lord. For answering our prayers and i thank you father for everybody my who is on the platform yes and thank you that father through uh, through the power of the holy spirit you're going to enlighten them you're going to bring discernment you're going to bring revelation and they are going further to to you are going to put them in another spiritual level Amen. to understand your word and to apply the same in Amen. their areas of spiritual walk in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us. And remember, if you're here in Rome, you can register for the 10 a.m. service or the 1145 service. So please register and join us for one of those services. The second service, the doors will open for those attending the second service at 1120. So if you're coming to the second service, you can't come in at 11 because we have to clean the facilities and let the, the 10 a.m. service people leave. And then at 11.20, we let the new, the new group in. So register online. Kids can register. They are learning the word of God as well. And um, we praise God for all of the testimonies of things that have been happening in our Wednesday night prayers. We love you, Barb. Love you, Magnifique. Love you, Mary. All of you, Esther, Salome, thank yes. you. And we'll see you next Thursday. We're going to be studying. We're going to continue on uh, chapter four. Yes, chapter four. And we'll start with yes. God delivers uh, his people and announces the victory on page 58.
Page 58 is where we'll start next week. Mm -hmm. So love you. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you either online or on campus on Sunday. God bless. Remember to embrace the yet. Yes, <laughs> embrace the yet. Amen. Amen. God's going to do it. Yeah.